Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Somebody once told me the world is gonna know me. I ain't the shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that came through on the microphone. Amazing. Oh that did, that did. Um I'm gonna you know I'm gonna <clears throat> Discuss why that's important later. Yes. I just thought it was uh, better start the show. Um, we're not going to get to copyrightable for that, are we? Oh, no. Oh, excellent. Okay. <laughs> I, Sweet. I, I assume that was less than six seconds, so we should be fine. I think it was roughly eight. Ah, well. Um, hello. <laughs> How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, well, I'm coming to you this week from Facebook jail. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. How's there? It's, uh, you know, I've, I've been uh, I'm not allowed to comment on anything or make posts or even react to anything on facebook currently nice i can i can just endlessly scroll my feed um so that's fun it's a nice place to be yeah you can't leave any laugh reacts on buying and selling posters posts with ridiculous prices no i can't even do that it's really upsetting i don't really want to do that um yeah it's, it's it's fine if you want to know exactly why i am currently in facebook jail Please check on my Twitter. <laughs> so I feel like it's not an appropriate thing to discuss here. Fair, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a long day. I'm very very tired right now. Um, so uh, I went to work this morning and then I had a break and I went back to work and did a job by myself that normally three people do. So it's been a reasonably difficult afternoon and it's been like 27, 28 degrees. Yeah. In a very warm warehouse and I'm <laughs> very warm and very tired. <laughs> But very excited to talk about Magic the Gathering, so it's all fine. Yeah, definitely. It's been a, a kind of a completely opposite week this week to, to what it was last week when mm-hmm. like news was kind of slow last week. But this week there's there's so many things to talk about. Yeah, we were scrabbling for content last week, um, and then I was like, oh, I know, I'll come up with some sweet episode ideas now. You know, I'll write some some brief notes and we can like flesh them out and talk about stuff. And maybe we could do one of them this week. Oh wait, no. <laughs> now there's lots to talk about, and I don't have time to talk about fun stuff. Yeah. So I remember saying saying in last week's episode that oh I I might not stay stay awake to watch the stream at San Diego Comic Con and then it turned out they weren't even going to stream the stream from San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. and then it turned out we got some information a day or two beforehand anyway yep pretty cool so the new set we know quite a bit about that now. Ah, <laughs> uh, so so why do we have do we have the uh, the the Shrek music? Why do we have the greatest song ever recorded? That is a fact. Go on. <laughs> so the new set is uh, called Throne of Eldraine. Yes, excellent. I don't want to say that wrong. Um, and it's basically set in the world of Shrek, right? Yeah, I think so. Hotel creatures. Um, I'm assuming at some point a large green ogre voiced by Mike Myers, a talking donkey. Oh, there better be a donkey in the set. It would be... I feel like it would be... They'd be remiss not to, right? Mm. Just some kind of reference to Shrek. Because they know, right? They, they can't just, like, create an entire fairy tale plane and have all, like, these things that are also in the Shrek movie yeah. and make some kind of reference to Shrek. I'd be upset. Oh, yeah. E- you know, even if it's just, like, I don't know, like, some throwaway artifact that's, like, a nice boulder or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like an onion, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's set in a fairy tale world, so we have like all sorts of fantastical hey, creatures. Hey, and hey, a joke, things. right? Why do uh, why do do magic judges hate onions? There's gonna be some kind of joke about layers. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the because they hate layers? 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was not that was not worth my time. No. No. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Um why do they hate ogres? Because ogres are like onions. Oh god. Sweet, yeah, so we got um, a few few announcements. So initially it was the little sort of, it was like a, I don't know what it was, because obviously I wasn't there. I just saw pictures on Twitter. But it's like a little sort of card that had... Yeah, like like an invitation. Yeah, um, which is cool. It's a little purple card with pictures of what appear to be fairies on it. Yeah. Which obviously sent all of us completely mad. Because everyone loves fairies, it turns out. Most people, yeah. I certainly love fairies. And one of the fairies appears to be holding a keyblade. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so kind of for like a few minutes, like half an hour or so, an hour, like everyone was going completely crazy and like we were buying fairy cards and like speculating about all the stuff and like how it was going to be like Lorwyn. And then very soon after, we're like, no, it's not, it's not a fairy set. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the, there, there are fairies in it, but they're, they're not the main focus of the set. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're, you know, they're the creatures that live on Eldraine that might, I don't know, invite you to some, some kind of party. Yeah. Which is why they're on the party invitation little card that everyone got. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of interesting things. I think what I've I've found that this is apparently the magic set I've always wanted but never knew I wanted. Okay, cool. It's just I think it's very very cool. Like this isn't. So I was never like, oh, I hope they do like a fairy tale set or or like a set that's kind of like. King Arthur, yeah, <laughs> which is, which is kind of like the, the theme and the flavour for the set. I never it's, knew I wanted that. Yeah, so the, the premise is is being described as um, as Camelot or sort of King Arthur meets uh, like Brothers Grimm, Grimm fairy tales. Yep. So you kind of have like your your traditional like almost high fantasy, your wizards and swords and, and castles. But then you've also got your uh, your Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and your Cinderellas, and your um, yeah, your Hansel and Gretels, and all the sort of like darker side of the the fairy tales as well. Yeah, honestly, so, so we've got a lot of art from it, which we'll we'll go through in a minute. But like from from what I've seen so far, it seems kind of like Innistrad, which was kind which kind of had like a very Brothers Grimm sort of yeah. feel to it, crossed with Lorwyn, which is like the sort of like um, English folklore type type deal, right? Yeah. Um, so it seems like a nice little meeting place between those, which is which is really really cool, and I'm very excited to see some of these things because some of it seems very cool, some of it is just downright stupid, which is also fine. Um, but yeah. do you want to go through? Go through I, some I, I think it's cool. I think it's it's definitely not the set that I was expecting. Um, I think I'll, I guess I'll. That's probably my my Joe, take on it. I swear to God, if you say the words "cow daddy," I'm going to leave this podcast. Oh, they they were not the words I was going to say. But, I, I just oh, wanted I to know. make sure. <laughs> I am I am very disappointed that it's not Kaldheim. Uh, I I still think there's a chance that we get Kaldheim soon. It could possibly be the winter set. That would be quite thematic, like given the time of year. Uh, we know that uh, Throne of Eldraine is a is a one set block for for want of a better term as well. That's something that they have confirmed. So maybe maybe we'll get to go to Kaldheim this year still. But mm-hmm. I think I think the, the set looks really cool. I just kind of wish it was a theme for like a supplementary set more so than a standard set it certainly feels like a supplementary set from the stuff we've seen so far like it yeah. seems a little bit a little bit silly a little bit it, it honestly even though it's it's like you said like high fantasy sort of stuff it feels a little bit non-magic or like yeah. not what we've been used to with magic at least recently i, I think um, i think that's it i think it's it's just the fact that it looks and feels so different to to anything we've had for such a long time Mm-hmm. Like, 
years and years and years like i don't know i guess as long as i can like pretty much as long as i've played magic it's been like the focus on on the gate watch essentially really so i i guess i feel like i started i started playing like properly like attending like you know weekly fnms and stuff like i guess khan's talker really mm-hmm. and at that point it was like oh eldrazi eldrazi are a thing and then straight from khan's we jumped to um that is a good question what khan's talker yeah. after khan sorry it was uh it was magic origins and the whole thing the gatewatch sort of started there really yeah that is where it is i guess i guess this sort of feels like it should be a supplementary set because we don't have a gatewatch right yeah definitely like it feels very strange that we don't have like iconic identifiable characters sort of like immediately within the artwork that we've been given yeah it's the the characters and like i guess people that appear in like the, the key art of magic or have done for the past five years really if not longer yeah it does feel a little bit strange we do have one one at least confirmed returning character two um, we've got two we've got two definite so we know at this point we know that there are three planeswalkers in the set we know mm-hmm. that one of them is new uh, we know that two of them are uh, Will and Rowan Kenrith, and then we yes. have the art for Rowan Kenrith. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I meant one confirming the fact that we have the art. Yeah, but yeah, also Will will be there, which is cool because you know they were in Battle Bond. Yeah, and we didn't really know anything about them, and they seem very normal for two people from this very strange set. Love to fight, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very very cool. Um, do you want to go through some some art and sort of like give the feel of the of the set that we've got so far? Yes, please. Sweet. So. We have. I'm going to skip the kind of like boring, sort of typical magic art that just looks like a normal magic art. Sure. And go for like the sort of like more outlandish stuff. So we have a picture of what appears to be Rapunzel. Yeah. Or a lady with very long hair looking wistfully out of a tower. Yeah. So that sort of sets the theme for it, right? So I'm assuming we're going to get like versions of actual fairy tales, but like sort of magic, magic. If I'd. Yeah, definitely. That definitely seems to be the, the case. So we've got Rapunzel, which or is cool. it could be an Ivory Tower reprint. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> what, we've got an Ivory Tower reprint, but it's just... The, the art is just a woman with long hair. She's in a tower. She she is in a tower, but surely the focus of an Ivory Tower card should be the Ivory Tower, not the lady hanging out of the tower. You'd think so. Yeah, well, you never know. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, that's not, we're not going to get, like, Legendary Creature Rapunzel, right? Or, or whatever the magic equivalent of the name Rapunzel is. Yeah. These will just be, like scenes or like there'll be, there'll be a card that's like a common for draft that'll have a picture of Rapunzel on it right that's I'm assuming what the kind of thing it'll be going be going for yeah I, I think I don't know I think it's safe to assume that at this point like I don't think they'll go too all out with like the legendary creatures yeah because there have been a couple of pieces about that seem to be like legendary creatures and they just seem like general magic characters who happen to live in this world rather yeah. than like them specifically being from a fairy tale yeah definitely and i think like as far as like themes for like set mechanics go like they obviously they want to they want to give this some sort of like unique mechanic um and we already saw like legendaries and like historic things already kind of be the theme of dominaria so i can't imagine they want to copy what is essentially another fantasy set like the mechanics from that set and by mm-hmm. just filling this set full of legends. Yep. Um, so after Rapunzel, we have who I hope is a legendary creature, what appears to be Dat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a little green frog yep. with a crown next to him. I imagine he used to be a prince or a king. That whole, you know, kissing a frog, turning him into a prince thing. Yeah. Right? That, I, whole, that whole shtick. I feel like at this point we have to assume that this is just turn a frog. Probably. Like, that's that's a sweet flavour win, right? Like, yeah. turn to, uh, but the story is like turning from a frog into a... I guess being turned into a frog by the witch or whatever that turned them into a frog, right? That'll be the, the thing. Yeah. That'll be the card. So it should be turned to frog, but it'll, it'll just be, you know, there'll be a crown on the back of it. You'll be like, oh, I understand that. <laughs> so I have a vague understanding of fairy tales. Uh, following that, we have what appears to be the gingerbread house. 
Yeah. Off of, off of Hansel and Grail. That's the one. But they've tried to make it look ominous and weird and magic-y, which is cool. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like it's in some sort of, like, cross between, like, Zendikar and Innistrad Forest. It's all, like... Yeah. Yeah, all, like, roots winding everywhere, and there it is, the the ominous gingerbread house just, just sat there. It's definitely... It definitely has that... That definitely that grim, dark fairy tale setting to it. Is that grim with one M or two M's? That's grim with two M's. Could also be with one M. Yeah, a bit of both. Nice. Um, <laughs> I guess it's kind of it's kind of weird, right? Like, so like we're saying, like it's, it seems similar to Lorwyn, and Lorwyn was kind of it felt kind of silly, like kind of more sort of childish and less serious than when we're used to with magic sets. I yeah, think. for sure. But this seems to be another level of that, right? Well, like, we've got like literally a gingerbread house yeah which is like I'm, I'm very excited like honestly like I said like I'm very excited for the set and I want to see what they do with it and it's going to be very cool um, but I'm just a little bit worried about how sort of zany and weird it's going to be you know yeah I think that's my that's my biggest issue with it I think I think that this would have been great and totally cool as a, a setting for a supplementary set but I, I think having this as a standard set uh, particularly as like the like the standard set at the start of like a new rotation cycle feels mm. quite strange I think like if every set sort of after this is is of like of a similar feeling of like oh it, it's not you know really planeswalker or, or gatewatch or whatever kind of centric and it's more a bit more kind of, I guess whimsical for want of a better term then it's mm-hmm. it's probably it's probably fine but I think having this being the only set like this coupled with like Ravnica and War of the Spark, it's just it's just going to look very odd. Yeah, it's, I think it's. it's I know you, you, like... you have like a weird juxtaposition with like Ixalan and Ravnica stuff at the moment, but like at least you have a lot of crossover with some of the characters and the themes there. Yeah, and Ixalan was still very much a serious set. Yeah, even though it was like more colourful than we sort of used to. Yeah, I even mean, to it fact... was literally like vampires versus dinosaurs versus pirates, but it was it was somehow a, a, a quite a serious set. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the whole pirate thing. Like when I first saw the. Um, like the card for Jace and stuff, and seeing yeah. Jason like the pirate gap or Vraska in the pirate gap, I was like, this seems a little bit silly, but it seemed to work. And I think, I think to be honest, I had the same feelings about uh, Kaladesh. Yeah, that it seemed a little bit too sort of bright and cheery and nice for a magic set, but that definitely worked as well. So I mean, there's very much like I, I very much think that, they, that they've planned this out well, that they know what they're doing, um, and that it's going to work. But it just it does seem a bit weird having like the last pre core set set being like you know big all out war against massive dragon god nickel bowlers yeah you know and then suddenly we're like oh there's you know houses made of sweets <laughs> it's like a, yeah i get like there is a bit of a weird juxtaposition between those two things there is definitely but you know we'll see i'm, I'm definitely i'm definitely i definitely feel more positive than negative about this set and it, it's one that I, oh, am, hell yeah. I think i'm I am looking forward to it absolutely and so following that we have um, what appears to be some kind of creature probably a wolf baked into a pie yeah <laughs> you know uh, and a very severe looking elf I think loading it into the oven could be a kithkin could be a kithkin it's too big to be a kithkin I uh, mean maybe... that, that could just be a regular sized pie <laughs> <laughs> could just be a regular sized pie you're right but there's, a, there's a hand I mean it looks like a, like a werewolf hand right I can't yeah. there's, there's a fairy tale where something like a wolf gets baked into pie and I can't remember what it is yeah same it, it's it's definitely a familiar a familiar trope but I, I can't quite remember where it comes from yeah I mean I'll, I'll are you going to google it yeah, I'm just, yeah I'm just going to google it why not please search we I can do know. this yeah so that, that quick little google there taught us that that is that is actually Little Red White Riding Hood where the wolf is baked into a pie I did not know that yeah I did not remember that at all I remember the the woodsman or the huntsman or whatever like murdering the wolf 
but I don't remember them eating the wolf. Well, okay, we remember a wolf being eaten in a pie at some point, so yeah. clearly that's where it's from. It just makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, we have uh, what looks like the wicked stepmother from yeah. Cinderella, which is cool. I, it kind of looks like like um, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. It does a bit, yeah. But a I, bit I think, weird, like that thing. In fact, you've got like what I assume is Cinderella in the background, like scrubbing the floors. I think mm-hmm. locks it in that that's definitely a, a Cinderella reference. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the small, like, chihuahua bat thing yeah. that she's holding. <laughs> it's kind of horrible, but kind of sweet. I wonder if we'll get a legendary artifact glass slipper. Oh, God. See, I said I was excited, but if we had something like that, I think I'd hate it. <laughs> I think I'd hate, like, if it's an equipment, like a glass yeah. slipper. I, I think I'd legitimately hate that. Oh, equipment, tap, you become the monarch. But she doesn't become the monarch, though, does she? She just becomes, like... I don't know. I I mean I, ass- I assume <laughs> I assume she marries the prince, but I I I don't I don't know. Who knows? No, she just becomes like you know worthy of love. Yeah. Maybe she does become the monarch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 25 I, years old. I don't remember these. Yeah, things. I don't remember at all. Just I, don't know. Remember, I guess remember. I guess the the prince just has a thing for feet, right? Please don't. <laughs> I think saying that is definitely worse than saying cow daddy. <laughs> Referencing uh, foot fetishes, Jesus! <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> no, you don't. I really don't. I really don't. Um, yeah, my favorite thing about this art is definitely the little chihuahua thing because yeah. chihuahuas are probably my second favorite dogs. Nice. And bats are like very, very high up there on my animals. So the fact that this is basically just a chihuahua with a bat face, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of horrifying. I'm a big fan. Uh, then we have the lady in the lake. Yeah. Holding a glowing Excalibur type sword, yes. I imagine. Then again, this is an interesting point about this whole thing. Like, do those, because those fairy tales are so old, like, are they owned by anyone? Like, have they just entered public license at this point? So you can just call things Excalibur and it doesn't matter? I don't know. I, I mean, I would I would assume so. Or at least, like, all right, some some of them have to be, like, owned or, like, as close to owned as, as possible, I guess, by like, Disney, right? I'd have, I'd have thought so, yeah, probably. But, like, you know, Excalibur, like, King Arthur and all that stuff that yeah. hasn't been in like a major motion picture or anything like that as far as I'm aware recently uh, I suppose there was like a t- was there a TV show or something uh, I mean there w- yeah I think there was like a King Arthur TV show there was also a terrible terrible film that came out probably about 10 years ago now to be honest with, what was um, it called it was I think it was just called Arthur oh. with, um, I think Kira Knightley was in it okay I mean Kira Knightley's pretty good at acting yeah it was King Arthur, yeah, 2004, so that was 15 years ago. God, you're old. Yeah, I, I, I saw that in the cinema, I God, remember that. <laughs> you saw that in the cinema? I did, yeah, I remember that. Because it, anyway, it, was, it, was, it was meant to be like the story of like the real King Arthur and how he was like a, a Roman soldier, like the leader of like a small group of Romans and they were positioned on Hadrian's Wall. It was all very not actually historically accurate at all. But I mean, King Arthur isn't historically accurate no. in any kind of way. <laughs> so I guess it's fine that the film based on that fairy tale is also not historically accurate. Yeah, it's got a rating of 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god. How, how old were you when you saw that film? Uh, so that was 2004. I would have been 13. Oh wow. And, and even then you knew it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. And we have some basic land art that looks very sweet. Yeah. I'm a fan. We have what I thought was art by Therese Nelson, but it's actually by uh, Howard Leon, so it's fine. (laughs) I was going to get angry, but I'm not anymore. Then we have a really, really sweet take on uh, Goldilocks, where it appears to just be like a small girl with blonde hair. Yeah. 
<laughs> holding a bloodied sword and a bear, bear trap. <laughs> and then in the background you have like um, three bear heads mounted on the wall. <laughs> it's really sweet. It um, I think there's different art also featuring um, this this little girl, where she's just like murdered some bears behind <laughs> her, which is really sweet. Just a, uh, a side note on that uh, that King Arthur. Going back to that a second. Go on, of course, yeah. That was rated 15, so I, <laughs> I lied about my age to sneak into the cinema to go and watch that film. <laughs> you illegally sneaked into a film. Hang on, so does that mean you didn't buy a ticket? Oh, I bought a ticket. I used to buy tickets <coughs> for 15s and 18s all the time, like when I was far younger. Oh, wait, so, wait so how did you buy a ticket for a 15-rated film when you were 13? You just lie about my age. I yeah, I guess, I guess when, like, I, I thought... I used to go to, like, 18-plus hardcore shows in, in pubs when I was, like, 12, so, yeah. Have you just always had that beard? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's... I mean, because I thought maybe you, like, bought a ticket for, like, I don't know, some children's film out at, in 2004 and then snuck into the other one. But you just straight up went, no, like, just, oh, no. just straight up lied, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I mean, to be fair, like, how are they going to prove that you're not and how are you going to prove that you are? Yeah, it's exactly. like, you know you know how you get um, ID'd for, like, high caffeine drinks in supermarkets now? Yeah. So how are they going to prove it? Like, what, what 16-year-old carries around ID? <laughs> like, what ID can you actually have? Like, apart from, like, who's carrying around their passport to go buy a kind of, like, monster? Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Goldilocks uh, looks really cool. It, I I really like just the the kind of ridiculous take here. It's really sweet. Like it seems kind feels kind of more magic-y because it's, she's just straight up murdered some bears. Yeah, which is <laughs> sick. Um, I really like the the sword that she's got as well. It's quite interesting. It's almost like mm-hmm. a, like a needle. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I didn't I, the needle thing's really sweet. I didn't notice that before. Yeah, like, I, I noticed that there was like a gap in it, but I didn't really make the connection of needle. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, I'm a big, big fan of the stoic child. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sweet. I've killed before and I will kill again. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely will. But she's killed at least three bears. Yeah. Um, well, what, so what do you reckon? Do you reckon we'll get a legendary creature here? Oh, I, no, because I, I think I've seen the, the art feature on a. Like, we haven't seen the card yet. Like, yeah. There have been two spoilers so far, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but this art, or something very similar to this, has featured on like an uncommon yeah. that's like a, just a random creature so I, I mean I wish we could because I would build a crap out of a commander of this card <laughs> my favourite thing about it is that the, the bear trap she has slung over her shoulder has no blood on it yeah. but the sword does so it suggests that the bear trap was just useless <laughs> so she just ran at a bear with a sword <laughs> <sighs> okay cool right uh, moving on to my favourite piece of art oh yeah that we've seen oh so yeah far, mine too which is horrifying demonic gingerbread man <laughs> Which is currently uh, at the top of my Twitter profile. <laughs> it's so good. It's just like it's just a giant gingerbread man, like jumping out of somebody's window, like knocking over a pie while they look on in horror. <laughs> yeah, just this old old person in the window, just looking. I mean, not even not even in horror, just looking mildly aghast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's 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 definitely a look of horror in those eyes. Like the body might not no, say it, but the eyes are like, what have I done? No, if you if you zoom in, it's just they they don't seem quite wide or shocked. Enough. It just seems like oh, that was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> As this like murderous, wonky-eyed gingerbread man runs away. So, I guess like this person has made this gingerbread man. I would assume. I would assume so. Yeah. Right. And like has accidentally brought it to life somehow. Yeah. To wreak some havoc and knock over a pie. 
Oh, it's, it's just it's it's amazing like like it this has to be a creature right it has to no, be i really want no. this to be yeah, yeah, a, yeah like a an unlockable creature of haste would be so good i mean i want it to be a legendary creature so that you actually feel compelled to build an edh deck yeah because <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if, if they made a legendary creature gingerbread man you, you would find it impossible not to build some kind of stupid commander deck oh yeah but I don't think this would be a creature because, like, it would be difficult. What would the creature type be? Yeah, I, I, th- I think, like, yeah, like Avatar or horror. <laughs> yeah, definitely horror. <laughs> definitely horror. Because, like, you can get all silly with it, but I think there's just like a certain. I don't know. You can't have like creature gingerbread or like yeah. creature baked good. Like it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, I mean, but I mean, like, maybe it'll feature on some kind of new mechanic or like maybe i don't know like maybe there'll be a kind of like fairy tale mechanic that'll care about creature types so you can just put these silly creature types on cards um but this definitely seems like a it feels like it'll be a black card right based on the expression on its face <laughs> possibly or like a a red card maybe like some sort of like give target creature haste and plus two or something yeah or it could be like turn target artifact into a creature until end of turn and give it haste and yeah. something like that like i don't know if you call it <laughs> <laughs> a gingerbread biscuit and artifact <laughs> but we've been fast and loose with what artifacts are in magic for a while now oh, yeah, so for sure. i think that's probably reasonable but yeah i don't i don't think it'll be a creature just gonna be too weird i really want it to be i want to be wrong yeah every time i make a hot take i always want to be wrong <laughs> i mean i guess it, it would i would also settle for it just being like an instant that gave target creature haste and unblockable until end of turn yeah that'd be really cool yeah it seems like that seems like the kind of the kind of thing that's being suggested by the art like escaping from random old person's window <laughs> and putting foot in pie <sighs> right okay <laughs> we've got to move on from the ginger at some point sure uh, the next one we have up is uh, what appears to just be the little mermaid yeah um, who is white yeah Whiten that up yeah yeah that's... you haven't been paying attention to Twitter get, get with the time wizards of the coast oh, Jesus Christ the whole thing was a mess <laughs> um, maybe you know white people will have their childhoods ruined by this set from Magic the Gathering because that appeared to be the main argument for that entire yeah maybe saga oh man I used to love the gingerbread man but Magic the Gathering ruined my childhood by making him a demonic thing (laughs) with horrible wonky eyes and icing dripping down his mouth Um, my main point is that argument was stupid Um, so yeah this is like uh, merfolk right like uh, just a merfolk yeah it it has to be it has to be merfolk right and it so yeah, it looks like pressed up against glass. Kind yeah, of. I would assume a mirror. Yeah, and then the reflection or the person on the other side is just um, a human woman. Yeah, with, and they both have red hair, which is why it looks like the little mermaid. Yeah, um, which is cool. But like, this looks like kind of like creepy merfolk. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a of an example from like a film or something where like the the so mermaids or merfolk look like this. Um, it, looks it, like... it, it it feels very much kind of like uh, like if if Del Toro was directing The Little Mermaid, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's... like like freaky fish person. What are the um, the things from Harry Potter called? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Oh, you don't like Harry Potter, no. do you? Oh God, um, I mean, neither do I at this point. I mean, they kind of look like what merfolk actually look like traditionally, like scary and not like Ariel from the Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it looks really cool. Anyway, um, 
So that's that's a reference there. It is. I think this is this is clearly just a reprint of Twisted Image, right? Ooh, possibly. That'd be a cool name for this card. Yeah. That's what we should have done. That's what this segment should have been. We should have named the card. That would have been good. What you know, the gingerbread card, quick. Hmm? What are you naming the gingerbread card? Uh um it's it's Summit Sprint. A reprint of Summit Sprint <laughs> Sprint. <laughs> Summit's made of gingerbread or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first, the first card I could think of that came that had like running or like sprinting or something. Oh, that was it. That'll do. Like, not like expedite or something. Yeah, like <laughs> someone sprint. A, a card that named a legendary. Oh, I know. Like, it's run amok. Run amok. It definitely could be yeah. run amok. Because that gingerbread man is certainly running amok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I guess the the final image of like sort of fairy tale things as we have. Um, what appears to be some kind of evil person. Yeah. It's definitely the, the connotation here, holding a bright red apple. Right? So, like, the 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 witch in Snow White. Yes. Right? Like, well, Maleficent disguised as an old lady holding an apple. Yeah. Seems to be the, the suggestion here. And then, for some reason, has four children arms <laughs> poking out of her chest. Yeah, it's very strange, right? It's... I was just like, oh, I, I get this. And then I looked at it again and I was like, why are there arms? Yeah, I, I think I think the the connotation is very much so like this is the the old witch or the old hag or whatever from from Snow White. Here's the apple, but yeah, those arms are freaky, like really, really concerning. Yeah, yeah like they don't appear to be attached to anything. They appear to be reaching for the apple. Kind yeah, of. Maybe they're like trapped souls because they've got like shadowy wisps coming. Yeah, off they could well be. Yeah, I, I think I think this one will be a creature. Um, no, I think it'll be like called like temptation or something. Like okay. that'll be a card or something like that. Harmless offering. Harmless offering. Yeah, that be sweet. I love that card. But yeah. you'll never be. But you can't. You can't reprint a harmless offering and not have like the Eldrazi tailed kitten. That, that's iconic. No, but now you, you've got the baby armed woman. Baby armed woman. That's the creature. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that creature type is certainly horror. Yeah. <laughs> baby armed woman. No, but she's not got baby arms. She's got baby arms pr- protruding from her chest for yeah. some reason. <laughs> oh, it's very. It, it's it's great. I think that that's. The one thing I love the most about what we've seen so far from from the set is just the art direction is incredible. It's so good. Yeah. I think as much as I feel a little bit conflicted about this being a standard magic set, like, the art is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the art being amazing, like, one of the promo images we've got is uh, R by Seb McKinnon. It is. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, I don't don't know, like, at this point it's almost, like, unfair, Seb having, like, a bit of art in a set because you know it's going to be phenomenal and you know it's going to be better than anything else in the set. It's just kind of a meme it's at this just point. Everything he does is amazing, and like once again, like this, this image is like I, I think it, it's a very sort of encompassing of, of what of what the set is or what the set sort of feels like, sort of summed up really in, in one image. Yeah, so you've got like this knight dying, sleeping, napping. Yeah, so you you've got a knight who's, who's taken a bite of the apple. Um, quite probably the same apple that the uh, the baby armed woman was holding <laughs> the baby armed woman <laughs> uh, yep and is is at the very least asleep um, also at the same time as being being sort of cradled by this this like wispy ghosty child uh, I don't think I'm, I'm not sure it's a child like it has a baby face but it also has like adult length arms yeah but it's I mean it's, I mean, it's creepy as all hell it could, it could, <laughs> it could be a woman armed child <laughs> a woman armed child <laughs> a baby armed woman a woman armed baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh god. Um, yes, I believe that is what this is. That's the official title. <laughs> that will be the creature type. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really sweet. And you've got like in the foreground where this knight sort of is, you've got like what looks like you know the um, Magic Online promo art for Stasis. Yeah. It's very very similar to that with like little mushrooms growing and the and the color palette's like creepy and it's it's, it's just yeah it, it almost kind of like a... looks like like a typical like like fairy ring I guess of what you'd see in like your your sort of traditional fairy tales and it's all yeah all like kind of darkened colors with like the the blues and the pinks of of like the flowers that are poking through the lights and it it is almost like this ring and you've got this this crooked old tree that's all sort of like twisted and you know the roots coming out of that and then right in the center you've got as you're peering through the the hedge and the fairy circle you've got this 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 amazing like castle in the background yeah like a very much like a sort of the kind of palace or castle that a fairy tale prince or princess would live in yeah like that's the kind of thing and like uh, that that sort of makes up the the planeswalker logo symbol yeah it does yeah you've got the, the five turrets make the uh the planeswalker logo i guess yeah, symbol. Like it was, it was just the planeswalk symbol, the planeswalker symbol, because it was on moon. It was on uh, plane chase, right? The plane yeah. chase die, and now it's just sort of been made into the magic logo. Yeah, which is kind of <laughs> weird considering it had connotations before. But it looks really sweet. Um, this, yeah, this art's like absurd. I think this just, this is so basically every piece of art that Seth MacKinnon has done in the past three, four years. I mean, his stuff before no, that was good, yeah, but yeah. he's very much, it's very much more stylized now. Has just been incredible, and you can instantly tell it is. But I think this is this is sort of the plane where he comes into his own, right? Where this is very much his niche. Yeah. Because um, all of his stuff, like if you look back at some of his stuff, like the art for the, that art for Stasis, it looks like it could be set on Aldrain. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, it just looks really cool. <clears throat> also, people have been suggesting that the little ghost spirit arm face uh, arm arm faced Jesus <laughs> uh, arm woman armed baby yeah whatever is uh, Omanati. Oh, okay. Uh, because because it has a baby face. It's yeah. not Amanatu. I don't think so. It's, no. It's just that Seb McKinnon also illustrated the card Amanatu, yeah. <laughs> so it looks very very similar because of the, like, his his style and the kind of like color palette ish. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, and we also have art of um, Roman Kenrith. Yes. Illustrated by um, Magali. I can never remember her last name. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but Magali's <laughs> art is is incredible. Again, yep. like every time, like she tends to get some like big sort of key art pieces, usually of planeswalkers, and yep. I think she just knocks it out of the park every time. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, if they need like a, a front facing powerful woman character, yeah. or planeswalker, then Magali just nails it, and yeah. nails it every time. It's really really cool. Um, so we'll see how Rowan. And will I guess play into the set because they're very much they very much seem like normal people <laughs> like humans. I think it's interesting. Um, like I don't know. Like this doesn't seem like they're playing. You know? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like I mean they are they are twins though, aren't they? So yeah, so yeah, surely yeah. they they're going to be some sort of like Hansel and Gretel type characters. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool, I guess. I mean, it, 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 like... it could even. I mean, I, I don't really know know anything about them to be honest I didn't really pay a lot of attention to the law or anything that was sort of around Battlebond um, they can they can be your commander that's what you know about them sure that's yeah pretty much that's, that's <laughs> all I know about them you know maybe maybe that could even be their backstory they are kind of like the Hansel and Gretel figures of the world and that traumatic incident with the witch is what ignited their sparks maybe that would be cool I think I don't cool I don't know that I, I feel like I should probably just go and look it up because it might well we might already know how their spark were, were ignited and what their backstory is. 
I mean, no, I genuinely don't think we do, but based on how our podcasting normally goes, by the time this goes up on Wednesday, everyone else will know and we'll yeah. look stupid. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got, like, I guess they're, they're sort of they're the more Arthurian parts of the plane, whereas like the Gingerbread Man is the more sort of Shrek part of the plane. Yeah. You know? I hope we get a Lord Farquaad, that'd be sweet. <laughs> um, cool, I mean, so outside of this, this sort of lore stuff, we know a few more things about Throne of Eldraine as a set, right? Yeah, yeah, so we know that it is. So it's set on the plane of Eldraine, which has had one mention in magic lore before yes so exactly one mention beforehand yeah so it featured in the the planeswalker novel which was released in 1998 uh which was focused mainly around sort of urza and sancha who was set after the, the brothers war book uh so the the previous mention to eldraine was uh was urza didn't mean that he brought her to dominaria every so often he journeyed alone to the brink of his birth world to assure himself that it remained safe within the shard they'd discovered long ago urza meant instead that he'd broken an age-old habit and set them down on eldraine a world full of fey folk. Be wary, he warns Ancha. I do not trust them. It's been millennia since these fairies, Kithkin, and Bogarts were brought here. They have no memories or knowledge of humans. Uh, Zancha rose reluctantly. This world, it reminds me of lore. We're not there. This is another world, as I corrected her. But it looks and smells almost exactly how I remember Lorwyn. And these are even the same creatures. So that's interesting, right? Yeah, it's like... You have to take this whole thing with a pinch of salt, right? Because this was released in... 1998, 19... 21 yeah, so years is... ago. Yeah, so this is far before they had their sort of big, sprawling multiverse planned out, unlike the planes that we would visit and the planes we know about and the planes that would like interlink or whatever. Yeah, this is before uh, Hasbro owned Wizards of the Coast. Yes, that fateful, that fateful time. Um, yes, it's interesting. I, I think one of the most interesting lines on that is they don't remember humans. Yeah. Which is clearly not true, because Rowan and Will are humans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, artistic license. Like, so it's been mentioned before, which is cool. So, like, I like, I really like when they do that, where you can just, like, find one little mention of something previous about about this place. Yeah. But it feels like they didn't want to make it... And that, that, I mean, Eldraine in, in that story, and Lorwyn, I don't think, have any relevance in that story, right? Between Ezra and Zancho. They're just, like, names of planes. That, yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're names of planes, but I think, obviously, Urza, Urza seems to be aware that something's going on in this plane or or sort of where where they are in the story is, is their their planes walking about and you've got the the time rifts so or the, the time war or whatever is, is happening at the same time as well so I, I don't know if if that plays into it like he doesn't want her to mention Lorwyn in case that creates some sort of rift in time and time space or whatever so I, I don't know if that plays into it or if, if the plane is actually linked to Lorwyn in some way yeah possibly I, I think uh... I think it's just it, it, it gets you get the same vibe right from yeah. the set, and I think I but I think they've moved wizards have consciously moved away because they didn't want to just do it again. Yeah, definitely. So it feels kind of similar, but like there don't appear to be any Kithkin specifically. The, the there's fairies there, but like there's fairies on literally every plane, right? Like there's fairies in Ravnica. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's kind of like it's just mythical, so that's why it feels the same. But I don't I don't think. I'd be surprised if this entire world and this entire set was built on that sort of paragraph of dialogue from Yeah, I, I would agree there definitely. Yeah, I think like I think it's cool though. We've definitely seen some instances of of fey folk as it says, the fairies. Uh we haven't seen any Kithkin or Bogarts yet as far as I'm aware, but that would be cool to see them come back. What are Bogarts? They're like goblin-y creatures. Do they exist in Magic? I've, yeah, yeah, the Bogart brute from uh, from Magic Origins was was definitely. They also, 
there's definitely some kind of bugger card, at least one in uh, a law win set. So yeah, yeah. they just got the goblin type things on there. Uh, yeah, there was. I think I think quite a few bogarts in in law win. I feel like, like yeah. was that one of the one of the goblin? Was there not like? I, I don't remember Lorwyn at all, like, <laughs> what was going on there. I, I feel like there were, like, different tribes or different types of goblins. Like, yeah, the were Boggarts different... were, like the, the, like, the black goblins or the black and red goblins or something. Yeah, there's a whole thing. I don't know. Yes, Boggarts are goblins. Boggarts are goblins. And the one that I definitely remember was Boggart Brute, which was in Origins, and I think it was in M19 as well. Oh, um, sure. It's cool. a three mana, three two with menace. Sweet. Maybe that's from Eldraine. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's cool. I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited for this to see where we go, like how it works. Because it, but we haven't seen a lot of it, right? We haven't seen like maybe there's loads of goblins because goblins are continuing to be printed in standard and like there's sort of a goblin theme going on. Like yeah. we got goblin, goblin ringleader. Yes. In M twenty. Um, um, yeah. So like you know you don't print that card without printing other goblins with it right because like you could print when they printed goblin pile driver and um origins and then didn't really print any other playable goblins it was kind of fine because that card just worked by itself it doesn't have to have goblins really yeah and there was rabble master still in stand at the same time as well yeah and there was like dragon fodder i guess and yeah. stuff like that but i mean this suggests that like there's more goblins so i i would be surprised to not see like a lot of goblins here right yeah it makes sense like like lawman but yeah it's, it's really sweet I'm, I'm very excited for this for the set yeah, I think what we've seen so far looks fantastic, but it's not all good, right? It can never be all good. No, it wouldn't be our devastation silly. if it was all good. <laughs> if there wasn't just like 20 minutes of just really negatively talking about something. Yeah. So along with the announcement from San Diego Comic Con, we got a brand new article from, from Mark Rosewater. Uh, entitled Project Booster Fun. It certainly is fun. There was a lot of information in this article. Yeah, I still don't understand it all, so please forgive me if what I say is wrong. <laughs> yeah, same here. I do find it quite... It's quite difficult to parse the information. Like, I think I, yeah. I, I kind of understand what they're going for, but some of the specifics might be a little off, so uh, apologies if it, we're not 100% accurate in everything I say here. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's easy to get the general idea and, and the sort of big ideas behind it but when it comes to specifics there's certain parts of this article and like things that i've read and i've read 10 times through yeah and i don't know whether this is just like some aspect of adhd but i cannot understand it for the life of me <laughs> like it just makes no sense um then again you're the smart one here so maybe you'll be able to understand it better than i will we'll see we'll see <laughs> so i guess first up is uh we've got this 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 project booster fun article was was written to explain and highlight some changes to booster products that are coming out i think that the way that you read that or the way that you you just said that sort of exemplifies this whole thing because you went into it be like next up we have and then you just like completely lost your place because it's so confusing and weird yeah (laughs) it's strange so essentially there are going to be three types of boosters going forward Uh, so there is the draft booster so this is what you know and love as a as a booster pack uh, already um so if you want to go into your store and purchase a pack of core set 2020 and uh, that that is that is a draft booster essentially it's boosters as they have been for the past 26 years give or take uh, they don't change they stay the same mm-hmm. uh, next up we have theme boosters so they were new boosters that were introduced with uh, guilds of ravnica yep and uh, they are five different types of, of theme boosters and they are based on the colors so there'll be a, a white theme booster a blue theme booster a black theme booster a red theme booster and a green theme booster 
So they're mm-hmm. 35 card boosters and you get uh, one or two rares in those packs and then you get lots of uncommons and commons and they are all going to be in those colours or colourless. I, I assume colourless in there as well. And then finally we have the collector booster. So this cool, one's that new. sounds good. This one is very new. So the collector booster, they say, is aimed at the player who values collecting the cards. Uh, their expectation is that collector boosters will range between twenty to twenty-five dollars per booster, but that will depend on your region and where you shop. Cool. That's a lot of money. So they've said it that it's designed to be the best value if you're prioritizing collecting hard-to-find cards and you'll have more access to foil cards as well as the various treatments of different types of cards in the set. What's what's funny about that is that every collector that I know doesn't open booster packs and would never dream of it. Yeah. Because that's not the best way to collect cards. If you're looking to collect hard-to-find cards, yeah. just buy them. Just buy the singles, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is just a way for them to introduce interesting promo hard-to-collect cards, right? This yeah. is the way that you do it, whether you buy them like this or not. I just thought the wording was strange. Yeah, so in this new, brand new collector booster, you will get 15 cards and one foil token. And Mm -hmm. you get one rare slash mythic rare with extended art, which is like the the box toppers. Okay, cool. So it'll have the traditional art from the card that's in the set, but it'll have an extended art frame on there, so you won't have, have a border. It'll just be extended out like... Just like the box toppers were, essentially. Sure. Uh, then you have one foil rare or mythic rare. And then you have nine foil commons slash uncommons. And then you have three special frame cards, which are showcase or borderless planeswalkers. Don't know what that means. So there's going to be three slots in the booster pack. Will be for non-foil variant cards, but not extended art. The borderless planeswalker or showcase cards. Uh, for Throne of Eldraine specifically, the non-foil common showcase cards will only be found in the collector booster in one of those slots. So the showcase card is mm-hmm. it's essentially the equivalent of a of a masterpiece frame, right? It looks it's got a cool frame. Yeah. So it it seems showcase cards are, are kind of what is going to be replacing masterpieces going forwards. And they are cards with alternative art and alternative frames uh, that only seem to be on cards within the set as as far as I'm aware. It seems like I am. Um... Yeah. So the one that they gave us for an example uh, is on what we're, we're assuming is, is the Goldilocks character. That's where I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so with, the, with the other art, right? This is the, show, the showcase art. The showcase the art. just like murdered some bears. Yeah, so you, you've got the the standard art, I guess, uh, with like the normal frame. You've got her with the, the needle sword and then they've got like the bear's heads mounted on the walls and the bear trap over her shoulder and she's just kind of staring menacingly through the card frame mm-hmm. and you've got this new showcase frame which shows completely different art so you've got uh she's standing there she's got a what appears to be like a like a hatchet in her hand which is all covered in blood then she's got like a bear trap open and there's like another bear trap ha- hanging from the wall and then you've got like a bear's head hanging on the wall next to her and then you've got like a skinned bear carcass rug just on the floor and she's stood on top of it and yeah she just looks kind of like terrifying so i think she's she's actually wearing the the baby bear arms around her neck as well yeah she is yeah that's the the baby bear she's wearing is like a like a cape oh so in terms of you know mythical creatures and and fairy tales and all that stuff that's badass yeah in terms of 
real word activity. That's incredibly sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. It really is. So, so she's like, so is she like the woodman from the like the the woodsman or the lumberjack or whatever from Little Red Riding Hood? I guess. So. Except except it's just Goldilocks yeah. massacring some bears. So other than the new, the new art, you've got a, a brand new framer on the card as well. As for the mm-hmm. the card itself, kind of looks like a book. It's got like the as if like the middle of a book was open, uh, kind of like at the start of Shrek where you sat on the toilet reading uh, reading the story of Shrek <laughs> yes exactly like that's where they got it from it's not like these are all fairy tales that were printed in books they got it from the opening scene of Shrek it's, yeah it's not like it's it's like yeah like, like the Lindisfarne Gospels or anything and it's all nicely illustrated and, and spirally and you know all the fancy it, it's, it's, it's that scene from Shrek where he's on the loo <laughs> <laughs> Throne of Shrek. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. A literal Throne of Shrek. Throne of Shrek. Porcelain. I thought that was a very good joke. It was great. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have this 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 book sort of template, and you've got the brand new art. So this is what the showcase cards, I assume, will look like for every card uh, card that has a showcase frame. Uh, they'll have like a, a different type of art, and then they've got this 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 fancy frame around it as well. So these these showcase cards appear uh, as potentially three cards in the collector booster. So the other card that could be in the the special frame slot are borderless planeswalkers. Mm. So these are like what were in the mythic edition. Yep. So they will be featuring completely new art for the planeswalkers and again they'll they'll be borderless so they, they do have that kind of art extent, extension to them on the border cool all right i think i'm keeping up so far and then we've got one last slot in the collector booster of course and that is the ancillary card so these are going to be non-foil it's a slot for new cards that are connected to the set but don't appear in draft boosters so the card pool for the slot can vary from set to set for throne of eldraine this will be the bio box card the new cards from the planeswalker decks and the new cards from the brawl decks more on that in a minute Uh, this slot is going to be a catch-all for all mechanically unique cards associated with the set allowing collectors to get them here without having to purchase other products or participate in other promotions and these cards will be in non-foil okay this is all very strange. It's it's difficult to follow, right? It's difficult for, for to follow for me. I imagine it's going to be incredibly difficult for for a new player or someone not as entrenched in Magic as we are. Yeah. To just see this random twenty dollar booster pack sitting on a shelf and think, oh, I'll buy that. That looks cool. And then what? What are any of these? Like, why, why do these cards exist? What? They're just the standard cards, right? These are just cards you can get in a standard boost in a draft booster. Sorry. Uh, so the ancillary cards aren't. So the yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the, those... the majority majority of the cards in the collector's booster do appear in a draft booster. Uh, but in the draft booster, you don't get the uh, the sh- uh, not the showcase cards. You don't get the borderless planeswalkers, and right. you don't get an ancillary card either. So the ancillary cards are standard legal. Uh, yes, the ancillary cards will be standard legal. Oh, this is such a weird like. Uh, sure I mean like it'll just be another thing right <clears throat> this will be a thing that right now we'll say oh this seems weird and stupid and bad like we've said about many things before yeah. and then it, in six months time when they've been on the shelves for a while it just be, it'll just be another thing right like we won't care like just be like oh did, did you buy any collector's boosters and be like no <laughs> like it'll just be a thing that we won't have to think about anymore and it'll just be a, a part of magic and, and something that exists yeah I, I just like the like the, the challenger decks or, or the 
the uh, theme boosters or whatever. Like, it'll just be one of those, and it's like you just ignore it, and then you buy your booster packs when you want to draft, or you. I don't get know. Those I think yeah sure they they will we'll react well we'll interact I guess with them in the same way we do that but at least like those those sets kind of make sense or made sense from the off like challenger decks was like here's a pre-constructed deck that is reasonably okay to take to an FNM for standard you want to play standard you're new to the game but you're interested in playing competitively here you go you can buy this off you go the, the theme boosters pretty much speak for themselves like they've got a theme Is in, in Ravnica they were themed on the guilds in this one they're going to be themed on the colours that's fine that's great but it's yeah it's when you've got like five or six different versions like in some cases six different versions of one card that is in one set but not in every booster for that set is when things just just get really confusing. I feel like it, it's it's almost unnecessary how confusing it is. Yeah, there's gonna be loads of different versions of a certain card, right? Yeah. Uh, and like, that's weird. Yeah. That doesn't need to exist. <sighs> I mean, it just seems like a way to make money, right? Yeah, I mean that kind of what it is at the end of at the end of the day. So I I I think the collector boosters are a reaction to the mythic editions. I think they've they've seen very much how well the mythic editions have sold mostly, uh, mm-hmm. but they've also seen just how how much of a disaster it was every time they tried to sell a mythic edition. Mm-hmm. So rather than try to do everything through their online store or eBay or, or Hasbro Pulse or whatever they want to use they can they can do what everybody had been asking for in the first place let's just sell sell the product in stores uh, but this way they can do it at a price where everybody has access to it mm-hmm. so i think that was that was something that was was definitely an issue with mythic editions like these those mythic edition sets weren't for everybody like you're spending like 200 300 400 dollars on a on a booster box or not even a complete booster box for like Mm two-thirds of a booster box like a lot of players like although like you know if you want to look at like the the v or like the the secondary market value or whatever although it, it was there a lot of players just do not have that that money just to you know to put up front to to get those cars to get those sets whereas if they can they can take that split it up into smaller chunks and charge people twenty dollars a pop then that's that's something that you know most magic players most magic players could reasonably afford yeah that's true that's very true so Um, i I think i think it i think it addresses a lot of issues that they've had with premium products but personally I, i i still don't think it's necessary i would i would have just been much happier i think most people would have just been happier if they'd if they just returned to masterpieces like they had had them in Battle for Zendikar and just just put them in in one every you know two hundred packs or whatever. Yeah, I I think most of us miss the masterpieces at this point, right? Yeah, really badly. Really, like I don't really think, badly. Like I I don't think we got a chance to get sick of them. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think Wizards of the Coast got sick of them a lot quicker than we did. I know the the themes sort of fell apart very fast. Yeah, uh, and the. <laughs> Uh, just the Armageddon ones just look disgusting, but just the idea of like having this super cool chase card or sort of a set of like chase set is really cool. Whereas I feel like if you can just buy these like twenty pound boosters, it takes away a lot of that chase. I think people are more inclined to buy boosters when they know they can open a masterpiece. I certainly know friends personally who opened a crapload of boosters like of Armageddon or of Battle of or whatever just to get um, uh, an expedition or an invocation or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I feel like f- for me, like I would be much 
much more inclined to like if, if you put them in like masterpiece rarity or slightly better than masterpiece rarity so it worked out to be like one every two boxes and it was mm-hmm. just it, like again it was it, it was a couple of cards from the new set and then it was it was reprints it was yeah expensive reprints of cards that need reprinting uh, I, I would I would quite probably buy two boxes whereas so one. yeah to to you know to try and try and get myself one at least one whereas, of the, one of the masterpieces whereas these 20 dollar booster packs where there's a guaranteed masterpiece in every pack i just don't really have any interest in it's less exciting like they're marketing yeah. marketing it as like this thing for collectors and like this thing that you can you can do if you want to collect the, the cool cards it's like it's not really collecting you're just buying the cards essentially yeah and it's easier to do that by just buying the cards <laughs> like, it's not collecting it's just like it's not Collect, it doesn't have the same energy of collecting things as it does like oh my god I opened this expedition scolding ton or whatever right yeah like yeah. this cool moment where you're like oh I opened one of the cards that I knew was probably going to be in this pack yeah that's what it feels like and it just feels like they're like they're, it's kind of cool and maybe they'll look sweet and like I'll want to own them or whatever but like it seems a weird thing to do like and he's very expensive yeah that's it like I'm sure they will look cool and, and be interesting and like yeah maybe like it'll be a cool thing to do for stores where they can have like you know like first place at FNM gets a collector booster as opposed to like you know like four packs of whatever the set is like yeah, maybe sure. that can be a cool thing but even then I, I still feel like you're missing one of the key aspects of masterpieces which was reprints like yeah. as far as I'm aware like everything I've read about this just seems to be it's cards from the new set it's cards that are going to be in standard only not reprints which which were one of the the best things about masterpiece cards like like mm-hmm. they i don't think there were a viable way of getting reprints into the hands of players at a rate that is needed but they were certainly a way to to guarantee an expected level of value or or something like something cool which you can open and go oh this is this is an awesome version of a card that sees a lot of play that i don't want myself or I have no use for myself, but I know I can trade it away to another player who does want that or need that, and I can get things that I need. And yeah, I just feel like you're just not going to have that that same level of like kind of like instant instant cash injection in the market, for want of a better term, that y- you had with some of these masterpieces. That was the thing. Like when you opened uh, an Invocation Force of Will or a masterpiece in Snaring Bridge, like an invention in Snaring Bridge, that was something that someone wanted to own yeah, and that you could get value for. And the reason those cards are so valuable is, one, because of scarcity, but also because there was demand for them. Like People have fully masterpiece decks and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas are people going to be as enthused by full border or no border or whatever Rowan Red Riding Hood like yeah is that going to be something that, unless that card's like completely busted for some reason but like is that going to be something that people are going to want to own or like random rare in the set that has like is in foil or has like a certain treatment on it like are those going to be because, because like there's a reason on with foil standard decks because they rotate and cards change and the metagame changes all the time are yeah. you going to want to own these expensive versions of these cards when they're not playable the next week or the next month or when the f- format rotates whereas like if you're training for a masterpiece in Serian Bridge that's always going to be playable right yeah oh yeah absolutely that's always going to be in demand that's always going to have a value um so i don't know it's, it's very strange it's a weird, weird way to implement it but like, again like i think it'll just be a thing that'll happen and maybe i'll, I'll open a couple because i can <clears throat> trade my four boosters i would have on fnm for one of these boosters and be like oh sure i'll do this instead that'll be cool yeah um but yeah i i, I don't know it, I, it's just not going to feel the same i yeah. i think i know wizards of the coast can't 
you can't legally acknowledge the, the secondary value of cards, but I think that was that was definitely one of the one of the highlights of masterpieces. Where like, oh, awesome! Like, oh, it it is. It's a lottery ticket at the end of the day, right? Yeah, basically. And, you know, like everyone, everyone loves that rush of like opening a pack and seeing, oh yes, I've won, I've won two hundred dollars in the lottery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you just you're not going to get that with cards that just aren't going to be worth anywhere near that. Like um, I, we'll I, how... I I traded a handful of of expeditions away for an underground sea. I can't imagine yep. I, I'll be able to trade a handful of like gingerbread men for a, <laughs> a for a scalding tarn even. Like you know, if there is a like. See, this is the thing. None of this information sticks because it's just so strange. If one of the promo border, promo art foil, whatever versions of the Bringer Man exists, the whatever the card that is, yeah, I will be collecting them all. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's for people that buy that kind of stuff, like the people that buy like the um, the supplementary products that aren't booster sets. I guess it's it's for the people that spend twenty dollars on a cat on arena, isn't it? Probably those. But you don't have to say that with such contempt, Joe. I hate that cat so much. Uh, it, I mean, it also makes you lose the game. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also a way of cheating on arena. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure it is now. I'm not sure if it's been fixed or not. I haven't played arena in a while. But yeah, there was a point at which I might it might still be the thing where if someone spammed the cat, the opponent lost the game. Yeah. So you could just buy wins. <laughs> so there were there were five accounts that were suspended for uh, for doing that, where they'd they'd clicked on the cat over a thousand times per minute what yeah so it, it, it seemed to be that it wasn't it wasn't actually that much of an issue like there were there were it was definitely causing like some latency issues for some people but yeah there were five accounts that were like had clicked the cat over a thousand times per minute how do you do that i guess you just like i don't know just hammer away on the mouse button so i mean you'd have to like double click it right even then like how many things you could do so it's like how many is that a second a thousand times a minute I'd, quite a few i mean i could i could probably do it i'm not going to because i don't want to get my account banned but sick, sick brags <laughs> i could probably click a thousand times in a minute <laughs> weird flex but okay <laughs> yeah exactly hang on i'm gonna do the math that is um 16 clicks a second <laughs> I don't do that. Oh, maybe i couldn't then maybe i couldn't yeah, that, that doesn't seem right um, yeah, that, yeah, it's it's to appeal to those kind of people, right? The yeah, people sure. That, the people that buy car backs, like I, I bought lots of stuff. Like I bought a couple of the relic tokens, like the the life cows, like commander ones. Yeah. Like uh, I got a Marchesa one, which is really sweet. And, like a big fan of that, like foil token uh, thing, like you can use to keep your track of your life total. Which obviously I don't. I just use dice like a normal person. Um, that was cool. Like I, I, I bought a couple of the theme boosters because I thought they were cool products. Like I, I bought them one time. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I like buying magic product. I'll buy one. That's fine. Like I'll probably buy one. Like, oh, that was cool. But it just seems weird. Like it's not something I'm going to go out and buy every week or like save up for. Yeah, definitely. And if definitely. I want one of the full art cards or the promo cards or the whatever cards, the ancillary cards or whatever, I'll just buy them off card market or whatever. Yeah, I think that, that's it for me. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I assume I'll, I'm, I assume I'll probably buy a box of Throne of Eldraine. In which case, I will get a collector booster because that is coming with the promo for this set. So you will get mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, and I don't know. I'm like almost kind of tempted just to see if i get if i could get like a draft together of just the of just the collective boosters just as like a like a one time for a laugh sure because i mean they're not designed for limited at all but that that could be some interesting I mean, still, slash funny content it, right? right like it's a pack full of magic cards you can still draft them yeah yeah there's still yeah still 15 cards in the boosters so it, yeah. yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see I'll see if i can convince anybody else to do a, a 60 pound draft <laughs> 
I, I'm in for that. That sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> just just as a one time, it could be, it could be an experience definitely. Uh, but yeah, I, I I can't imagine I'm ever gonna just buy one of these to crack it. So we also have another product announced with this whole batch of stuff information. Yes, we have um, pre-constructed brawl decks. Yeah, they're still That's trying to make brawl a thing. Bit. Yeah, that seems horrible. Why would you do that? So it's like a thing that's been universally panned. You yeah. had that the story, and it's it's a story that's been replicated many times over. But that story of that person at the GP that was the only person that signed up for the brawl event. Yeah, at a GP, and well, that was a while ago. Like no one plays brawl. Um, yeah, it was it was last year. It was one of the the brawl championships. At, uh, I, I feel like it was at GP Barcelona last year. Yeah. The winner was the only person to to enroll, <laughs> to enroll in the event. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that hasn't changed, right? That's still that's still how everyone feels about Brawl. Brawl's kind of a meme. No one wants yeah. to play it. No one likes it. And they're doing these pre-constructed decks that are kind of like commander pre-constructed decks, and they'll be standard legal, obviously, because that's how Brawl is. Yeah. And they'll introduce cards that are Brawl cut, like they're standard legal, but you can only get them in the Brawl. These pre-constructed Brawl decks, or as the ancillary card in yeah. these promo packs or whatever, the collector's boosters. So that's a thing. We've had one legendary creature so far. Um, revealed, which is from the set that, yes. that those decks, I believe, which is uh, Chulane Teller of Tales. Yeah, it's a banned card. It does ban cool things. It, when you cast a creature spell, draw a card, and you may put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. Oh, that's cool. And then it bounces a creature if you want, and it has vigilance as two, four, five mana. Whatever. It's a cool commander card. Um, but it's just it's a product like because <laughs> basically they announced Brawl, right? Yeah. They thought it was going to go well. They thought people would want to do it because they thought the combination of commander, where people like it because they can just have their deck forever and not have to change it, and it'll still be viable and not rotate, and their value doesn't change. And standard, where you have to keep track of things all the time and know what sets are legal. They thought a combination of those two things was a good idea. It objectively wasn't everyone hates the format yeah i'm i'm still like i'm still fairly certain that i saw somewhere that it was a format that was that was being played in in japanese stores i think it was like haruya they were like playing it there briefly and like players really enjoyed it like i know obviously that was the thing with frontier but i'm sure it happened with brawl as well i'm sure that's how it came about like some people from like r&d were were doing some like doing some some work with stores in Japan and they'd it went and saw people playing the format there and took it back and play test it in R&D and enjoyed it there and then tried to force it upon everybody else. I'm sure it's enjoyable. I have never played a game of Brawl. I've seen a couple of like um Game Nights did a thing where they played Brawl. Yeah. Um that was cool. I enjoyed watching that because it was like watching a game of Commander but it was only standard local cards and that's fine. I um, I fully believe it's an enjoyable format. I believe it's cool, but it's the fact that you're playing games like Commander, where the whole part of the draw of it is that it has a vintage ban list. There's always some differences, but it has a vintage ban list where you can play basically whatever you want yeah. throughout the entire history of Magic. Your cards, apart from like bans and stuff, which we never mentioned on the podcast, uh, Rip Paradox Engine, um, apart from the <laughs> bans and stuff, the legality of your cards never changes. There's no rotation. You can just have your deck, put it on a shelf, and then play it two years later without having changed it, and you'll be able to play it. Yeah, and that's one of the draws of the things. That's why people like it because you don't have to constantly worry and think about stuff and have to pay attention. And there's no real meta game to speak of that you have to consider. I mean, there is, but you know, it's just a, a casual format you can just have a deck for and put it in your bag sometimes if you want to play it. And then standard is the complete opposite of that, right? It's the competitive format. It's the format where you constantly have to think about things, where you have to meta game, where you have to change your sideboard, where you have to change your 75 in general, where you have to consider rotation and all these things yeah those two things don't mesh no so it's whether the gameplay i imagine is great but the fact that it's a rotating format with a limited carpool makes it not fun yeah, like that's the long fun part of it. it and even if you can build a busted deck if you can build like a really cool fun powerful ball deck it's 
still not why would you not just put 40 extra cards in that you can play from like Mirrodin and Stronghold and Lorwyn like why would you not put those like just play that instead I yeah, don't understand I really, I really don't understand so there, there is one brawl variant that I, I do quite like that is that's old school brawl like that is a thing that is is played at some old school events, which like I, mean, I think that's a really cool idea. So it's it's obviously the only sets that are legal are ninety three, ninety four sets, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a really sort of limited pool within that. But you get to make like really sort of thematic decks based around all of like the legends from legends. Sure, I mean like is that mainly because old school doesn't have access to enough cards, enough playable or good or powerful cards to build a 100 card commander decks that might factor into it in some way I think <laughs> um, yeah but at the same time I think just the the sort of philosophy of of Brawl as such sort of works nicely in, in an old school setting yeah but, but that's the thing because like old school is a limited card pool it, like, it was a standard set at one point right yeah in inverted commas so it works for that set like that, that Brawl would work if you could like play uh, Kaladesh but so like you pick a set and you play the previous the, the, the blocks that that was yeah, legal yeah. and it was the middle of standard right so you have like Kalish block brawl versus war of the spark block yeah brawl versus mirrodin block brawl like that would be cool like you could pick a set and have that limited card pool and then that would be your deck forever i think that would be cool but just having it be standard like you can only play standard cards like literally what's in current standard not just yeah. pick a block is guys what kills it yeah that's the thing it. like I, i'm i very much enjoy standard and i'm a standard player I'm mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of this. Like this this format isn't for me. I want to play standard. This you're the you're well. the commander player, and exactly. you don't like this. This set this <laughs> format exactly. isn't for you. Who is yeah. this for? <laughs> yeah, it's re- it's it's for. I imagine the what team players that played it really enjoyed it. I imagine people that have played it and picked it up enjoy it. But I, it's it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Like yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. The standard player doesn't like it. The commander player doesn't like it. Who who's this for? Um, I'll tell you that, exactly who this is for. Go on. This is for the arena players. Yeah, I, this is actually cool. Yes. Now this bit, when you put it online, yep, it works, right? Like that, it's, yeah. it's it's difficult to try and explain like the difference because in paper it just doesn't work because you have to keep track of things and you have to have a playgroup that wants to play it and whatever. But if I can always fire a game of brawl, I imagine it's going to be sick. Yeah, quite probably. Uh, I I think there's obviously obviously a lot of demand for for commander on arena. But mm-hmm. I, I, that's something that I can't imagine will ever happen, ever. Um, oh, you no, have no, no. like yeah, far too many cards to try to. No, I don't think it will. I think you, you've got far too many cards to put into the game, and then also the game engine doesn't actually support multiplayer as it stands currently. Oh, no, no. So you, it's not something that you could do. No, no, no. So not commander, but like the commander rule set, right? A commander but variant just... like brawl. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, you, it's, it's commander, but you can just use the the um, arena. Cards start uh, card, like cards that are programmed into the into the program. Oh, so like, like standard. No, 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 no. So, so it's like a historic, right? The that crappy format. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Historic like, brawl. So Kaladesh and Amonkhet, right? So instead of brawl, you just eventually you have the reason brawl's good is because standard um, doesn't have a big enough card pool to make functional hundred card decks, right? Yeah. Because at a certain point, you just have to start putting crap cards in your deck. Yeah. But eventually, like if you have Kaladesh and Amonkhet and Ixlan Dominar at forward, and then eventually Throne of Eldraine, like. Then commander will be playable with those those legal formats. So I think commander will yeah, be. Yeah, so it turns into historic brawl. No, but it's not brawl because it's a hundred cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different. Um, and also you have the correct the correct life total, and you can't play planeswalkers as your commanders. But um, yes, brawl is now on is now on arena. Is coming soon to arena. I don't know. Uh, it is coming it. soon. They, they've announced it's coming soon. Cool. Yeah. So people wanted this. I'm certainly excited for that because I like commander very much. And this is the thing. Like 
brawl would appeal to me if I have a much I just happen to have loads of cards that I put in a brawl deck yeah. because of opening boosts like I, I own a lot more standard cards I almost own almost all the standard cards on Arena and I don't want to buy random standard cards in paper that will rotate soon like and then if I can always play a game like you can always fire standards you can always fire draft whereas like I can't always fire a game of brawl if I was to play brawl I'd play it like once a week with people yeah. at my LGS, right? Whereas if I can, if I can just at a random point fire a, fire a brawl game on demand, that's what's that's far more appealing to me. So I'm excited for that on, on Arena. That seems really cool. That's what it should have been. Yeah. They announced it. They should have put it on Arena. I, I I think that's I think that's the best place for brawl, and I, I do think that's where where brawl should live. I I think that I think that brawl should just be a historic format right from its inception because I, I, just, I just don't think anybody's going to play Historic I don't think there's a reason to uh, I, I think it'll very much be like Wild on Hearthstone like it's, it's just unplayed and unloved because it's it's just not necessary when Whereas, I played Hearthstone Wild was sweet yeah but nobody plays it there's no point in playing it yeah, but it was cool when did you last play Hearthstone? oh god knows three years ago there we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean it was it was cool then honestly trust me yeah sure yeah so it's I, I think this is the best case for Brawl I think it, it gets implemented on Arena it makes everybody who wants to play Commander on Arena happy enough for, for a, a little while mm-hmm. um, standard players can just continue to ignore it that's all good, it's all fine however there was another announcement alongside of this which was Go the uh, uh, apparently another popular request has been having special brawl events and support in stores no it hasn't Like I, I literally nobody has said that ever <laughs> I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, uh, so when they announced Brawl, they thought it was going to be a good thing, right? They thought it was going to be cool. So in the works, they put in these pre-constructed Brawl decks that they would release. Yeah. And they would put some support in LGSs because they thought it would be a hit. They assumed it would be. This is a what's-he-supported format like standard modern legacy vintage R. And they're all popular. They all see play people play those formats regularly so we're going to do these things and then everyone was like lol no this is terrible we don't want this as a as a player base then they they were like okay and then they stopped it but now they've released these now that they've already created these products they've already specifically made brawl pre-constructed decks with cards that only exist in those brawl decks or the ancillary card in the whatever yeah so they have to release them because there's no space in the set to put these random brawl cards so they just have to keep going and do this thing that no one wants them to because they've already created it and they work years in advance. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. I think they've gone, oh, hey, look, a Commander variant is becoming popular. Remember what happened last time with Commander? Great, that's, that's you know, lightning strikes twice. We'll capture that in a bottle this time. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I think it was very much a, a very quick flash in a very small pan. Yeah. Uh, they went sort of, you know, full steam ahead. They've designed and produced these brawl decks and now nobody actually cares about brawl they have stuck with these decks that they, they need to sell sure i'm yep. sure they'll sell a lot to the casual player and maybe a lot to some some new players yeah but this uh during throne of eldrain season there will be a brawl event on october 26 and 27 at local game stores it's called magic weekend brawl and it's a special multiplayer brawl day. <laughs> Luckily, that falls on my partner's birthday, so I won't be able to attend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have to mess with that nonsense. <laughs> so it's what we'll be replacing their Magic Weekend or Planeswalker Weekend, as we've had in the past, uh, which was weekend? like game day. Yep, yeah, game day weekend is, is what it was. Mm-hmm. The store championships uh, It is now going to be Magic Weekend Brawl. Cool. <sighs> so it, yeah, you, you come down to the store and bring your brawl deck, or pick one up, of the, or pick up one of the new pre-constructed decks. 
and prepare to play. It's casual and fun, is what the, the literature says there. So the, the M20 weekend, right, like game day weekend or whatever, whatever they're calling it now, yeah. is Commando, right? I definitely not for it. I haven't a clue. I believe the M20 weekend that is similar to this, like the game day. Game day was easy to identify because you knew what it meant. Magic yeah. weekend means nothing. Every weekend is a magic weekend. Yeah, um, game day or store championship. Call it one of the two. Yeah, definitely. store championship. That was perfect, right? Uh, the store championship for M20 is Commando, I believe the format is, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm unsure. I know there is a there is a commander event to coincide with the release of commander so i assume that will be the m20 weekend sure. magic game so, day or whatever yeah assuming i'm wrong about this which is very very likely let's just say there's a command event that the, the wizards are definitely putting on that stores are going to run right yeah. that's the thing that's happening whether that's related to commander whether that's related to m20 whether that's related to anything whatever but that works because store championships and game days and whatever or magic weekends work because they're standard events and most players have a standard deck. Yeah. Most people want to play standard. The commander thing works because most people have a commander deck. It's a, it's a format that is widely played that people have decks for. Even if you're a standard or a modern or a legacy player, you probably have a commander deck unless you're you. <laughs> um, you probably have that deck, right? So turning up to this random event that Wizards were putting on, you conveniently have to have a deck and you'll, you'll play some magic for the weekend and it'll be fun because you have a deck that's legal. Who the yeah. hell has a brawl deck? I'm not building I, a brawl deck I think like... For- Sorry, I was saying, like, combine that with like the fact that most stores run like a launch event for the Commander set anyway. I think mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to tie it into a Magic Weekend and give people a promo for playing Commander. Absolutely, that'd be sweet. Um, but who the hell's going to build a Brawl deck specifically for this store championship thing and then never play it again? That's pointless. Yeah. These, these things aren't going to fire. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's just another... Like, really, it's just another symptom of the uh, the dismantling of the organised play system. Like, yeah. there's, there's no reason for your uh, for your competitive players to come and want to play in your game day or your store championship or your magic weekend anymore because like planeswalker points aren't a thing anymore like they don't count for anything they're not a thing so why like why would your competitive player care about this or care about any sort of store championship install gameplay when they could sit at home and just play arena i mean this is why i just turn it to fnm and play command now rather than actually enter fnm yeah because there's no point because before there was like sort of an incentive I need to earn a certain amount of planes local points whatever but now I'm like I'll just jam some games of modern or legacy whenever and I'll turn up on a Friday to play commander with people to play commander like it's just a whole symptom of the same thing right yeah very much so I, I think I think it is just just more so just, just a shift in the organised play system kind of away from from what it was and just being sort of this very sort of linear competitive system where there's a clear there's a clear system and the rules and sort of goals and goalposts I guess within the system are quite easy and quite sort of self-explanatory to follow and it just we'll, we'll strip all of that away and we'll just have some fun casual events and people can just have some casual fun yeah which I mean we'll see we'll we'll see what happens I I I personally don't think it's a good idea uh, I know mm. a lot of people feel the same way um I I yep. think from interviews you see with people who worked at Wizards of the Coast in the 90s and stuff and they they tend to harp on about the organised play system as just kind of being the reason why magic has has lasted for so long and I I think I fully agree with that. I think if, if this oh just turn up to the store and have casual play was the play was the organised play system they implemented in the nineties, I don't think we'd be playing magic today. No, because people would just why would you not just turn up and play D and D or a board game or whatever? Why yeah. would you choose specifically magic? It's the fact that magic has incentives for winning the all this thing, yeah. Agree. <laughs> So that's the thing. Maybe, maybe I'll have to not play in a brawl event or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll have know. to not go to a brawl. It's not great, but once again, that's pretty much pretty much all we have time for this week. I think if we want to end on that truly devastating note. Uh, I mean, 
I will probably pick up the, the Prince of Brawl decks. Yeah. Because they'll probably be, like have some cool cards for the Commander, because we know there is, there's at least one card that's been printed that specifically mentions your Commander. That is true, and seems, yeah. And seems to be quite good, so I'll probably pick them up for like Commander decks, and they'll probably have some decent cards in them, so there's that, I guess. Yeah, there's the Arcane Signet, which is two mana for an artifact. You can have it to add one mana of any colour in your Commander's colour identity. So that's just busted. So that, <laughs> that appears in every one of the Brawl decks uh, in non-foil, but if you want a foil version, you've got to buy the $20 booster pack sure I want a foil version um, but that card's really really good because two mana mana rocks in commander are really really good and very very hard to come by the yeah. fact that that like is essentially a talisman so they printed these talismans and was like oh this is really really good but now you just have a busted talisman that doesn't have to do your damage anyway I want that one so if there's cards like that I'll buy them well you buy the single card though not the brawl deck right no I'll probably buy the brawl deck because I, I know I always like whenever something new comes out I just buy a copy because my artist is cool to own it and then I throw it in a drawer and then throw it away in six months time because there's nothing of value in it <laughs> Yeah, but yeah sure well on that note I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week if you want to get in touch with your hot takes on Brawl uh, you can hit us up on social media if you think Eldrain looks as awesome as we do come send us your, your feelings uh, on Twitter we are at hrefdcast facebook.com slash hrefdcast or you can get at me on my personal social media on Twitter I'm at peachcardenoaf that's O with an F or on Facebook I'm just Joe Loudon uh, you'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups uh, this week I've been talking mainly about the uh, competitive league farming in Vintage and how that's absolutely terrible and is fraud and should be stopped. So if you if, if you feel like that it's not fraud or that fraud is okay, come come hit me up and interact with me. <laughs> if you think fraud is okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very small subsection of society, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a non-zero amount of Magic players I've interacted with today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah, if you'd like to find me you can find me on Twitter at Sneal69 nice thank you um, and if you'd like to find me on Facebook I currently can't interact with you so I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's pretty much all we have time for this week uh, once again the Godfarer has returned so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation 